All right, this is gonna be an interesting conversation. So I was debating not whether or not I should share, but debating how much. And I thought about this and I realized, you know, I promised you guys I would share the murky middle. Like when I'm in the middle of something and you can't quite see through because the water is a little um, clouded over, I promised I would share that. And so that's what we're doing today. I know there's a lot of people out there that are like, oh, don't talk about these things while you're in the middle of it. Um, what did they say? You're supposed to share stories from a scar, not a wound. Like you need the perfect um, polished outcome or um, talking points before you actually share it. I'm not doing that. I'm just going to give it to you real. We're going to dive into some some decisions that I have made, what I'm currently doing in my business, and uh, I'm excited about it. I think it will be helpful because nobody talks about these kinds of things. So what am I talking about? I am currently in launch mode for my challenge, and I'll tell you more about the challenge at the end, but it's called Your Launch Machine, and I officially opened the doors last week, and I have decided to approach this launch much differently than I would, that I have done other launches for myself that I definitely, differently than what I would suggest my clients to do. Um, but it feels right. It feels, what is the word? I don't want to say effortless. That's what I'm, that's the kind of the goal that I have to get to a point where I'm in this place where I can effortlessly bring clients into the business. Um, I'm not there yet. Uh, and it's all this, what's going on up here, right? Mindset stuff. What's going up on, uh, up in my head. Um, but I, I, I just, let me just dive into it. Okay. Should we? So what I've decided for this launch, this challenge is that it's not going to be driven by numbers. I am not, while I still have this information and I'll be tracking this information, I am not determining the outcome of this launch based on numbers. It's not going to be how many people I get into my program. It's not the number of revenue. It's not a conversion rate. Those numbers are irrelevant to me in this launch. And one of the things I talk about when you do launch your digital course is that I, the notion of this pancake launch. And I've talked about it before, but in case you're new, hello, I'm Chelsea, the course pro, and we focus on launching digital courses. And one of the things that um, my client actually introduced me to this concept is this idea of a pancake launch. So she said, when you make pancakes, you throw the first one away. I'm using air quotes because you don't act, sometimes you do, sometimes you don't actually throw it away. But the intent is you do the first pancake so you know, is your pan hot enough? Is your batter ready? Do you need to make adjustments? And so that the rest of the pancakes all turn out perfectly. And then you throw the first pancake away because it was just like one that you did for trial and error. Or you eat the pancake and you're like, oh, dang, this is pretty good. This is, you know, what I was wanting. Yay for me kind of thing. And so using that concept when it comes to launching. Now I do course launches with my clients, but here I'm talking about a challenge launch. Um, and you could use this concept with any launches, but the thought of, I want to get into it. I want to do it. I want to see what I can do. How does it, you know, how does it work? What are my lessons learned? I want to get into that first before I set 
expectations before I set numbers. Now, doing this launch, the hope is, the plan is that I'll use this as a framework, as a starting off point and jumping off point to then do multiple challenges in the future. And then when I get to that point, I can have some realistic numbers or some data to work through. But for now, that that's not my goal. And, and I have a few specific reasons why. Um, and this thought process came to me before, um, came to me, have you ever done uh, Beachbody online? Like the online workout programs? So I did that, I've done it a couple times. And if you do it, they actually do really work. But I did it um, back when my second son, or my second child, my first son was born. I did a lot of the programs and one of the things they focused on were these non-scale victories. So NSV, non-scale victories. And what the thought was, is you do these workout programs and it's not about the number on the scale. It's non-scale victories. It is about how you feel. Are your clothes fitting better? Are you able to sleep better? Are you more energized? Are you happier? Do you wake up easier? Like all of these are little victories that you have regardless of the number on the scale. The number on the scale could increase, it could decrease, it could stay the same, and you still have these victories because it's not about the number on the scale. It's a non-scale victory. And that is something that has stuck in my head for a long time. Um, my son is a, almost seven, so uh, you know, six-ish years. I've been thinking about this notion like, what are some of those victories that we don't focus on because we're all about the numbers? And so that is the frame of mind that I'm using to go into this launch. And so before this launch started, I had said, okay, here are some goals that I have. Here are some outcomes that I have. Here's our, here are my non-number victories. It is not about the data at this point. Um, I need a better name than non-number victory. Like that's not so cutesy, but I wanted to share this and I wasn't going to waste time trying to figure out the, the name. Maybe it'll come to me or maybe you have a suggestion, but I set, I set this intention before this challenge, no matter how it turns out, how many people are in the challenge, how many, you know, whoever wants to work with me beyond the challenge, that number is irrelevant because I have so many of these non-number victories. That's what I'm truly aiming for. And I will be honest with you, that was so much easier and comfier and cozier of a thought before my car opened. And I feel like my head is a little bit of a roller coaster right now where I was like, it doesn't matter. You know, the right people will show up and the right people will find me. And then I actually opened the car and I sent the first email to my list and I found myself like, should I check? Like, have I gotten a notification if people signed up for the challenge? You know, what's the, you know, what has transpired in the like four minutes since I sent out the email? And I really had to pull myself back and think it is not about that. Chelsea, you've said it's not about that, but that is the tendency. And I think it's because we use that number, those numbers as validation that we're on the right track. If people are signing up for our program, that means, oh, yep, we're doing it. Like the things that we're supposed to, people are um, like, they want what I have. What I have is valuable and important. And that's cool. But if, oh, I hear my little guy. 
he's having a rough day today. He keeps coming to bang on my door. We'll see if he does it again. He's with grandma. He's not just like locked out of the room. Um, and, um, okay. Okay. This is real life. Uh, now I'm losing track of what I was going to say, but let's keep moving on. Oh, it's this roller coaster of emotions, right? Where, um, you, you want that validation. You want people to sign up as your sign that you're on the right track, that you should keep going, that your program or your course or your challenge or your membership is worth it because you have these numbers as data to prove it. And I'm using air quotes as prove. But I don't think that is always the best way to make that decision. Um, sometimes we know deep in our souls, this is something that my audience needs or that the world needs to hear, but you might have to like work it a couple different times to get it to the right place where they can receive it. So we'll talk about that like throughout today. Um, but I want to talk about what are the six outcomes? What are my six non-number victories that I set up? Because you might also find some value in this for your launch. And I'm not saying you can't can't set goals. You absolutely should. But I am at a place right now where I want to put myself out there and it does not matter how many people. And again, that's a roller coaster emotion and thought process because sometimes I'm like, oh, wait, but it does matter. Oh, wait, no, it doesn't. And back and forth. So let's talk about the six things that I have set for myself um, for this launch. So really, um, the, the big goal is that I'm making an impact on others and myself, like showing up the way I want to show up and trusting that the right people will, in fact, be in this challenge that I'm doing. Okay. So the first thing is practice my intention. I've been working a lot about the concept of be, do, have. You may have heard of that before. It's not something I created by any stretch of the imagination, but it's something that was introduced to me, honestly, a couple years ago, but then reintroduced to me um, over the last few weeks. So be, do, have, like the words be, the word do, do, and then have, h-a-v-e. And it's this notion of you have to first be what you want and then do the things that correlate to that and then you will have what you want. Instead, we often flip it and think, okay, once I have this, then I can do the things that I want and I'll be that person that I want. And I'm going to give you a couple examples. One, in my business um, in 20, what was it, 2020, I set the goal to generate $100,000 in my business. And I kept telling myself, the story I kept telling myself was, once I reach six figures, once I reach $100,000, I will be a legit business. That's the story I told myself. And which now in hindsight, it doesn't even make sense because I was already at that point, I had clients, we were launching courses, they were generating thousands of dollars for their courses. But in my head, I felt like I wasn't legit because I hadn't generated $100,000 in a 12 month period. And that is where I was thinking the have first, I need to have this benchmark of 100K and then I'll do these things because I'll be a real business owner at that point. It's backwards. Instead, I should have shown up, be this legit business owner, do the things the legit business owner would do, and then I 
have this business. Um, and so that in hindsight was like, man, I've got my, my mind twisted a little bit more. Um, another thing you'll just to like kind of make this fun on a, what could be a serious topic is one thing that I've again been telling myself lately is like, I want to show up because I do a lot of these Instagram lives. I do a lot of these Facebook lives. I do Instagram stories a lot. You may be listening to this on a podcast, but I am showing up on social media a lot on video. And so one of the things is I keep thinking like, Chelsea, I want to be presentable, um, as I go on these videos and presentable, like, what am I wearing? What jewelry do I have on? What do I look like? What kind of makeup do I have? And I'm not like in a, like a vain way of thinking about it or self-worth, but like, who do I want to show up as? Because I keep going in this mix of, do I want to be this professional or do I want to be my real true self? Um, which is being in comfy clothes. And if you can't see me right now, I am in just like this comfy sweatshirt crew neck. It has a picture of a mountain and cabin on it. It's like my go-to shirt that I wear probably twice a week. As soon as I wash it, I wear it again the next day. And I'm like, how do I have this blend of being professional, having this, you know, service and this business and get these results for my clients, but also like being who I want to be and being comfortable. And I just, I almost like laugh at myself. I'm like, I'm making a big deal about this. Nobody else cares. Nobody else really notices unless maybe you're like a fashion person or that's, you know, what your business is about. And if that's the case, please DM me because I do want your help. But I had to put myself through this. Who do I want to be? That's who I like, then just show up that way, Chelsea. And so again, if you're listening on the podcast, you don't know this, but I'm sharing, showing my nails right now. I decided, okay, well, I still want to be comfy, but can I still be presentable? So I always try to wear earrings because I feel like earrings pull together an outfit, even if I am in a comfortable shirt. And I recently started doing the press on nails. Have you been doing this? They're Red Aspen. That's the the company. And it's like $10 to $16 a set. You flip and glue them on. And then I wear them for two weeks. And I feel like a whole different person. If there's men listening to this, you may not get it. But as women, anytime you have your nails done, you're like, you like hold your hand differently and how you present. And you kind of talk with your hands a little bit more because you want to look at them. And this was a moment of, okay, if I want to be this person, I just need to do it. I just need to put on the flipping press on nails and instantly I'm changed. I feel better about how I show up, even if I am, you know, in a sweatshirt or, you know, more casual clothes. So that's my example of kind of being in this mindset of be, do, have, be that person, you do the things and then you have what you want. Um... So that's the first thing. I want to practice that intention. Be, do, have. So for this challenge, I want to be somebody that has challenges. That's it, right? And then now I have a challenge and because I'm doing the work and it it flows. I have to show up in that way first, okay? So that's that's the first one. The second one is I want to try something that I have previously thought would not work for me. I hear people all the time having challenges and I'm like, oh, that is so awesome. Good for you. Like truly, but in the back of my head, I'm like, that works for them, but it doesn't work for me. 
Like, where does that come from, right? I don't have any data. I don't have any statistics. I want to put myself out there and try something where I've previously thought, "Mm -mm, that's not for me. That's not my business. That's not my audience. I can't do this. I want to prove myself wrong. Um, Number three, the third one is I want to get to know my community more. Uh, I know there's a lot of lurkers out there, which I for sure am a lurker too, especially on social media. Like I watch things, I listen to things, I see things, I watch the stories, but do I react? Do I leave comments? Uh, Not really. Um, I like to consume and sometimes not participate. So I know there's some of you out there which is absolutely fine. But having this challenge allows me to connect with my audience a little bit more, a little bit deeper beyond just like some one-sided, you listening to, you know, hear me talk on Instagram or on a podcast episode or whatever it may be. So I want to be able to, to get to know my community a little bit more on a deeper level because in a challenge, you're we're there together for five days. And I even have a VIP level where we get to do an extra Q&A. And so that will be really fun because I can, I can get to learn a little bit more about you, your course topic, your business, all of those things. So that's number three. The number, f- number four is a big one um, that this is where that mindset comes into play. It's that I will attract the right people that what I need to do is be this challenge creator, show up, talk about it, let people know it exists, share how they can benefit, and then and then let it be. And know that I'm attracting the right people, that I'm pulling in the people that are ready and open to not only like hearing my insights or le- allowing me to share my experience with them, but they're they're serious about their course and they're ready to to be working on it and to make some progress with it. That is one of the reasons why this is not a free challenge. Um, and nothing against a free challenge at all, but the services that I do for my clients are a higher ticket. And so I try to attract those that see the value in their business. They see um, their course as an investment. They see their time as an investment. And so one of the re- one of the decisions I made was to charge for the challenge. It's $37 so that I'm bringing in people that are aligned with my business, um, that are aligned with, you know, how I can support them, how I can help them. So I really do feel like I will be bringing in the right people for this. Um, and that's, that's the, one of the things that I want to do, like have these connections, but then also setting myself up so I'm bringing in the right people. The, the ones that are willing to take action, that want to take action, they're ready. They just need help moving along. So number five is another big one. I feel like these are all big ones for me. Um, the fifth like non-number victory I will have with this course is trusting the process and getting out of not only getting out of my own way, getting out of the way. So for this challenge, I have hired a done for you service provider. Uh, Her name is Rocio and she's fabulous. Her and I are in a couple different um, um, coaching groups together. And she was like, Chelsea, you've got to do a challenge. Let me do it for you. And I, 
I like I was loving everything that she was saying and I said yes to it and then I had this O-S-H-I-T moment. Oh my goodness, what did I just say yes to? Because it is an investment and do I really believe in myself that I can do this challenge and that it will be worth my time, worth my energy, worth my dollars um, to put this on? And so that's another way I was having this like roller coaster of emotions and thoughts going on. And I said to myself, Chelsea, what would you as your highest and best self think about this? What would like the best version of Chelsea say or do? And when I asked myself that question, I was like, oh, it's a no brainer. Of course you should do this because it is going to be worth it. And I... So I'll do a full podcast episode or I'll do a full live about my experience in the challenge because I think there's a lot of really cool things to pull out of it. Um, But I will share with you now, I am getting out of the way. By getting out of the way, it means Rocio, who is helping me with this challenge, and Jen, who does all of my Kajabi stuff for our clients, but then also for me as well, they meet together and they're doing it. I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't have to be the bottleneck in this. It was this like magical moment that, you know, Rocio and I have had a couple conversations. She prepped some stuff. She gave it to Jen. Jen built it on Kajabi and then she had me review it. I'm like, oh my gosh, if I had done this, one, I wouldn't have done it nearly as well by myself, but two, I would have been too close to the project. I would not have thought bigger picture. And so it was amazing for me to see this project that's like 98% of the way done. This is what I'm talking about is like the registration process for it. And all I had to do was I went in and I like worked, uh, tweaked a couple things so it felt authentic to me. Um, It's how I want to represent my business. It's how I want to show up in front of my people, my audience. Um, But holy cow, getting like getting out of the way, getting myself out there, trusting the process, trusting my people has been a huge eye opener. Because I was still able to run the business, have my calls with my clients, um, you know, support my existing clients. And then this whole machine is being created in the background by my team. So I, that's a huge win that I've already experienced right now. Just trusting the process, letting the experienced people who know what they're doing do what they do best. And I get to put the final polishing touch on it and it's, it's just been amazing. Okay. I won't gush over it so much, but like I said, we'll do a full on, um, we'll do a full on episode in the future after the challenge here. Okay. So this last one is the, I keep saying this is the biggest one. This by far is probably the hardest for me. Um, it is to detach myself from the outcome, to detach myself from the numbers. So I put a lot of emphasis on certain numbers in my business, revenue goals, um, different, you know, how many clients do, you know, do we want to serve at one time? I put a lot of meaning and worth, self-worth on those numbers. And it really does not matter what the bank account says. It really does not matter how many people sign up for this launch. I have to detach myself from that because I know what I'm sharing in this challenge is worth it. 
is what people need to hear. This is a message that I want to get across. And it doesn't matter if I get one person to sign up for this challenge or a hundred people to sign up for this challenge. This is, it's not about me and my worth and worthiness inside my business. I am not my numbers. And so this is something that I, I've spent a lot of time working through. I'm still working through this. Um, and with that, I, this is something I repeat over and over again to myself, but it, it really does not matter how many people show up. If I have, and I was thinking about this today, if I have five people that sign up for this challenge or five people that show up for the challenge, how amazing of a challenge would that be for those five people? For those five people where I get to know who they are, what their course is about, who their ideal audience is, like what they hope to achieve with their own course, where they get stuck, what breakthroughs can we have together? If it's five people in a challenge, that is an amazing intimate bond experience um, time together with those people. And so I really have to think that, take myself back into that mindset of like, I'm here to show up and to do my thing and whoever's in the room with me, they're the people that are meant to be there. And those, whatever that number is, does not matter because I'm going to show up and I'm going to give and I'm going to share and I'm going to guide the best way that I know how. So that is something that I every day have to tell myself I'm not my numbers. It does. And that's really, really, really the impetus to why I wanted to do these non-number victories. And I want to share my expertise. I want to share these best practices. I want to share what I have learned uh, working on course launches over the past several years. I want to share those things with the people that are ready for it and are open and willing to take in that information and then implement that information. So the fact that I'm already doing these six things means I've already won. I've already won. It does not matter what happens after this point. I've already won because I'm doing the things that I say that I wanted out of this challenge, out of this launch. Um, and so I, I share that with you because I hope that helps you see that there are other things that factor into a, a successful launch. It is not only about the number of students. Um, it's not only about the number of the amount of dollars that you generate with a launch. There are a lot of other things that are super powerful, that can be super impactful to your business and to you as a business owner when you do go through a launch. So whenever your next launch is, I want you to think about some of these things as well. Um, okay, I'm going to recap it real quick and then, I'm, then I'll actually share with you what the challenge is about. Um, so the first one is practice my intention of be, do, have. The second one was try something that I previously thought would not work for me. The third one is to get to know my community on a deeper level, build some connections. The fourth one is attract the right people. Um, number five is trust the process and get out of the way. And number six is detach myself from the numbers. Um, so those are the six things that I have put as my 
non-number victories for this challenge. I will share a little bit about the challenge if you are interested. Maybe like who I'm talking about is one is you. Um, so the challenge, it's going to be a five-day challenge. And I'm talking about your launch machine. So it's this concept that when you launch your digital course, you are building this machine for your business. And it's important that you not only know what parts you need for the machine, but how, how you build the machine and how you operate the machine and how you determine what is not necessary for the machine, what is necessary for the machine. And then you, you build out this machine so that you can reuse it time and time and again for your business. Um, when you launch, it's not a one and done. It's not like you launch one time and then pff, out the window, never again. No, you are creating this foundation for your course, this foundation for your business, this asset for your business. And one of the reasons why I wanted to do this in a challenge was because I see people getting stuck. One, I see people getting stuck where they cannot move forward with their course, their launch. Um, often people will come to me and, been say, and they will say, I've been wanting to create a course for at least a year, often two years, sometimes several years. And I know that what they learn in this challenge can help them move through that much quicker. But I also see people getting stuck and focusing on the wrong areas. And then they also forget about some of the very key and important areas. And so that's what we're gonna talk about in this challenge. So it's five days, it's live, um, it's in a Facebook group. And I feel like I can share this with you guys right now. Um, I have thought about doing Kajabi communities. So Kajabi is the platform of choice that I always, like that's what, we operate in for my business, but also for our clients. And they've recently, um, they've recently rolled out this communities feature and I have high hopes for it, but I feel like there's a lot of kinks right now. And for me doing this first challenge and Kajabi communities kind of still working out some kinks, I did not want to pair that together right now. Um, I feel like that would be very stressful on me to try to like make this fluid experience when I'm not really sure what's going on. And so I had to, um, I decided to take some pressure off of myself and we're just gonna do it in a Facebook group. But then the intention is, I would eventually do it in a Facebook community down the road. It's kind of like one thing at a time, Chelsea. Um, so we will be in a Facebook group. We'll go live every day. I'm gonna try to keep it to like a 30 minute training because I know y'all are busy. Um, but uh, we're gonna talk about over the five days. The first one is the the blueprint. Like what what's the big picture for your launch plan? And do you currently have some of these things in place? Or are you starting from scratch on all of it? So we're gonna dive into that blueprint, like the big picture, all the pieces, the very first day on day one. The second day is more about getting your existing community warmed up and ready. So that is through emails and that's through a live webinar. Those are the two tools that we use, two vehicles that we use for our clients to help them um, get their audience prepared and ready for the course. The next one is what we like to call from sales page to student. So what is that process there that takes them through, they see your sales page, they purchase the course, they get access to the course. Like what is that through line? What does that look like? The fourth day is all about the student experience, right? So I feel like a lot of people out there are teaching about how to 
create and launch a course. Um, but nobody's really talking about what happens once you actually have students, right? It's like, okay, you get that sale and then it ends. Well, that's not the end of your journey. That's not the end of your student's journey. So we're going to talk through um, some of the key pieces that we use for our clients that you can use for yourself as well um, in, in, in a way to engage and keep with your current students. Um, keep your students engaged and in the curriculum, in your course, so that they get the results that they are looking for. And then the last day is the launch report card. And so this is where we dive into what worked, what didn't, and then what's next. So it's kind of funny because I say this whole episode has been not about the data, but in the launch report card, we do look at the data. How many people signed up? What were your conversion rates? What were your, was your revenue? And we look at that, I should reiterate, it's not as a not as a barometer of success, but to determine what are your next steps? What worked out really well? What didn't? What does the data say? And that helps guide us on what we should do for our next step. So if you're interested in the launch, I'll link to it where you're either watching or listening to this, um, but it is yourlaunchmachine.com, yourlaunchmachine.com. I hear my older kids, they just got home um, banging around. So that is real life. They did not have school today. So they went to work with my husband. Um, he runs a painting company. So they were on the job site with him today. So I'm ex excited to hear how their day went. Uh, I'm going to wrap up. Thank you for tuning in. Um, as always, if you have thoughts, questions, if you want to chat, DM me on Instagram or Facebook and we can continue the conversation there. I'd love to have you in the challenge if you feel like this is something that can benefit you and you are ready to get your course out there and launched. All right, that's it for now. Take care.